I'm Mindy Hancock, Mindset and Life Coach, and you're listening to the Mindy Mission Podcast. This podcast is a high-vibe, expansive space for women on a mission who are ready to stop playing small. You have one life to live. It is up to you to decide how you choose to spend it. It's time to stop waiting, stand up, and start living your everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Mindy Mission podcast. Today on the podcast I had Shayna Recker. Shayna Recker discovered her passion for coaching as an award-winning entrepreneur in the network marketing industry. She started her own online business that provides growth strategies for new entrepreneurs specializing in online coaches. Shayna provides a solid foundation for her clients to grow their business from. Shayna is amazing. You're going to learn all all the things in this episode, like online business strategy, the power of IGTV. I learned stuff in this episode as I was interviewing her that I was writing down and can I can go apply. She is she has so much value to bring to you guys. I'm telling you right now, you need to listen, take notes, and get in Shayna's energy. You can do all of that by going to the show notes. I have all the ways that you can find her, work with her, do all the things. You are going to love this episode. So make sure that you're tagging me in your Instagram stories if you are loving it. Rate, review, and subscribe. And I will see you inside. Hello, how are you? Hey, I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. And so those of you who are listening, I honestly, you've heard me say this before that a lot of times I forget and I will hit record and then I don't say, "Um, how do I pronounce your name correctly before I butcher it on the podcast? This is like something that my listeners know that I do and ended up, I always forget nine times out of 10. So can you tell me how to say your name? Shana Recker. <laughs> I would have said it correctly, so we were good. So yeah. um, welcome, Shana. I'm so excited that you're here. So first and foremost, can you just go ahead and let the listeners know who you are, what has led you to this point, and just kind of who is Shana at her core? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, thank you. And so excited to be here. And yeah, I um, so I, I'm actually... I have two businesses. I'm an entrepreneur is, is the hat that I wear. And, uh, I started in network marketing 10 years ago, almost, um, started a business in network marketing simply because I, I, I'd always known from a young age that I wanted to work for myself. I always kind of had that drive of like, how can I, how can I be the boss? (laughs) How can I get to that position where I'm making all the, all the decisions? Right. And I, I've always kind of had that um, piece in me. And uh, I was a graphic designer working in for a large insurance company. Um, I was divorced, remarried, and uh, ready to have my third child when I was introduced to network marketing. So I was very pregnant. Um, and network marketing for me, uh, one, I loved the product, but two, it was the it was like the entry level for me into entrepreneurship because I didn't know how to do it as a graphic designer without opening up my own graphic design you know shop and like the, that was overwhelming. My husband had that kind of a business and I know what it's taken took for him to build that. And it was just for me to do that on my own was overwhelming. And so network marketing was kind of like that space where I was like, Hey, like this is an opportunity for me to be my own boss and kind of have that, that, um, 
that lifestyle, that entrepreneurial lifestyle without having to, you know, really invest so much. Yeah. And yeah, right. It's kind of turnkey. So that's where I started and fell in love with the product, um, did really well in the business, uh, you know, promoted fairly quickly in my first year, more than replaced my income, had a lot of great success with network marketing, uh, still have that business today, nine years later and still love the industry. But there was something that's, that happened in me, um, at about year, I don't know, six or seven in the business. And it was like, I had fallen in love with the teaching and coaching place of network marketing, like, you know, doing trainings and, 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 you know, speaking in front of groups and, and helping people with their mindset stuff. Because as we know, in network marketing, personal development is a huge piece of that pie. And it's the industry that opened me up to network marketing or opened me up to personal development. Like there was none of that in corporate. <laughs> right. Nobody was telling me to read certain books or follow certain people or, and so I really found a passion for teaching that. And that's when I, well, the idea came to me to start a coaching business for network marketers. Um, when I was on a vacation with my husband, I was reading a network marketing book and I was like, I kind of got this thought of like, why couldn't I do something like this? Like maybe I could create a book or create a brand around being a network marketing coach. And that's really where the idea to start my second business was born. But um, I think much like a lot of people who get ideas to start businesses, fear held me back for a year. Like I, I had the idea, but I kept having that uh, imposter syndrome of like, who am I to start a coaching business in the online space? Like I'm not a certified coach. I'm a graphic designer who happened to have some success in network marketing. Like, how do I do that? And I literally put the idea aside for a year and it, it was just something that kind of just kept creeping in my mind. Like, Hey, remember that? Remember that? And I just kept kind of going, no, 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 no. It's not, not the right time. And then in our life, um, we ended up having, a, kind of like a, I guess it's like a financial crisis. Um, my husband, who's also an entrepreneur, like I said, his business took a bit of a, a downturn. He had a season where he was trying to grow his business. And in that growth phase for him, he wasn't able to pay himself. Uh, lots of stuff going on. And it was basically all me. And I'm so grateful for my network marketing income at that time because it allowed us to at least try and stay afloat during a time that was really difficult. And, um, so in that difficult time, my husband actually came to me and said, you know, Hey, remember that coaching business you thought about starting? Like this would be a good time for us to have another stream of income and you know, let's, let's explore it. Like, let's just see what happens. Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of like in, it's always, I always find it's funny. It's in those kind of moments that seem dark where good things are born. Yep. <laughs> and I know so many people who have stories like that. And, um, and so in the moment, it didn't feel like, you know, the, the right opportunity for me to start another business. Um, but it was almost like, I have this analogy of the feather, the brick and the Mack truck. It's mm -hmm. like the feather is like that little sign that comes to you and says like, Hey, you know, you should, you should do this. And then when you don't listen, you get the Mack truck that says like, or the, the, the brick that's maybe hitting you a little harder, like going, you, you really should do this. And if you don't listen, then you get the Mack truck that says you're doing this. <laughs> you don't really have a choice. So to me, that was like my Mack truck moment. It was kind of like the space of, yeah, we need to do this. Like our backs are against the wall. Let's Let's do this. So that's where my coaching business really was born and or really where it was started. 
And so I started coaching network marketing because that's what I thought I was good at. Like that's where I thought, well, I know this stuff. I've created a six figure income in this space. So why not teach everybody what I've learned in that time? And, uh, so I started with that and, and, um, it, you know, it went well for the first year or so. And then I started feeling like that the alignment wasn't there for me. Every time I went to go live and talk about something or, you know, when I was creating coaching programs or I was working with people, it just, I wasn't feeling that energy that I knew, um, that I should, it just was, it was kind of going into a weird space. And that's when I realized I loved coaching. I loved teaching, but I was teaching and coaching the wrong thing. And it wasn't until I started really, people would ask me about my starting my coaching business and they'd be like, Hey, like that coaching thing that you're doing, like, you know, I've been thinking about this and like, I kind of want to do something similar, but here's what I was thinking. And as soon as they would give me their, you know, their small, like their idea, yeah. I was like, Oh my gosh, you could totally do that. And then I would start giving them all this like advice and tips and like, you could create this and you could go online and do that. And it was after doing that a few times to a few friends, that I realized this is what I need to be coaching is I need to be coaching business and how to create that online business. Because that's where for me, it was just my passion. I love learning about uh, strategy. I love learning about how I can, you know, grow this or make this happen or, you know, show people how that show people how, um, that have these ideas, but can't quite see the bigger vision of how to turn it into something, um, to show them how they can do that. And so that's led me to where I am today, which is, you know, teaching online business strategy. Oh my goodness. I love it. I love the journey because honestly, there's a lot of things that, that are similar in my journey as well, like network marketing. And I thought that was like, I thought that was it. Like that was where I was going to be forever. And, but then when you start to feel that shift and I, I felt that same shift of like, I love this and I love the people that I surround myself with, but, and I love what I've created, but I can't, something feels off. Yeah. And so I totally understand where you're saying that. And in talking about personal development and network marketing and how they coincide, I just want to say that it's funny because I had never dived into personal development prior to network marketing either. And I honestly, my perspective prior was that, oh, I don't need that. Like I don't, I don't need to, to grow myself. I'm good the way that I am. But then network marketing, they kept trying to like tell you what the power of it. And I, I resisted it for a really long time. Like, nope, I'm still good. And then finally, once I just dived in, it's like one of those, like, you just, you can't stop kind of things. <laughs> you just can't. I, I used to feel like I'm a personal development junkie. Like my kids would hate getting in the car with me because they'd be like, oh, what do we have to listen to now? You know, because I'd be putting on an audio book or a podcast or something. Yep, yep exactly. Um, so I want to talk to you a little bit about, before we dive into online business strategy, I want to talk about something that you said. You talked about how you, you originally thought, okay, I want to go into this like coaching network marketers and, but you had a lot of fear and a lot of, you held yourself back for a really long time and you felt like this imposter of like, and I have felt that similar, that similar way whenever I started my own coaching business and even starting a podcast, I felt that way for a little bit. Like, who am I to start a podcast? Like, who's going to listen to this? And who wants to hear me? (laughs) Right. Who wants to hear me talk? And then like, there's so many others they can listen to. Why would they listen to mine? And so there was a lot of that as well. Like, you know, who am I to even do what I'm doing? There's so many other people out there that I feel like could do it better. So Mm -hmm. speak a little bit on that um, fear and holding yourself back and that imposter syndrome that we, that is so um, 
normal. I feel like some, so many of us have it, but it's, there's, there's this time where either a, you continue to believe that and you continue to allow it to hold yourself, hold you back, or you find a way to, to, to make it through it. So yeah. there's that, and some people don't quite make it through it. They, they allow it to hold them back forever. So can you speak yeah. on that a little bit and that, and what that was like for you? For sure. For sure. Yeah. I had that for like, when I started my coaching business, I, I absolutely that I dealt with that every minute I stepped into that business, worrying about what my network marketing peers were thinking, worrying about what my friends were thinking, worrying about my own thoughts around, you know, being that imposter and not having that certification certification. But my mentor, which I will say, um, hiring, you know, go, whether it's a single mentor or doing a group mastermind, but for me, my first person I ever worked with was a one-on-one -on -one coach. Mm -hmm. And he said to me, and this is what, this is what got me through it was he said to me, he's like, Shana, you are meant one, you're meant, you, you learn these things that you're learning because you're meant to teach them. Like you don't learn these things just for you. You learn these things because you need to teach them. And he said, most people who are out there coaching right now are they, cause I always felt like, well, I didn't make this up. Like, this isn't my thing that I'm sharing. And he goes, nobody's nobody that's out there coaching anything right now made it up from scratch. Like everybody's coaching stuff. They've learned from somebody else. Mm -hmm. He's like, that's just the way that it is. Like you have to know that, like you don't have to come up with original content every single time you read a book. That's that book has taught you something. Then you teach that to somebody else. That's the point. Yep. And for me, that was very helpful because I realized like, I kept feeling like, well, I have to come up with my own original tips and advice. And, but really who, like, we all keep learning from somebody else. It's our experiences and the things that we, the people we meet and, and the books we read and the conferences we go to and all of those things that we, that we have the ability to, we learn those things and then we have the ability to share those things with other people. And so that was very, very helpful for me. Um, he really helped me see that, um, that that wasn't a necessary component being a certified coach. He's like, your experiences are way more valuable. And that's what I had. I had a lot of experience in network marketing. So I felt qualified to share because, um, because I had been through it. You know, I always say to my, my students, I'm like, to be honest, if I had to be coached on something, like I always think of like, um, I don't know, whatever, maybe, maybe, um, like some, one of the coaches I have in my, in my program, she is going to be teaching, um, you know, women, how to go holistically through menopause, right? Mm -hmm. I would rather learn from a woman who's been through menopause holistically than a man who's taken a course on menopause. Do you know what I mean? Like, so there's so much value in the experiences that we've had. And that when we, when we realize that it helps you get past that imposter syndrome, it's like, yeah, I do know what I'm talking about because I've been through it. So that was really, for me, that was one of the most helpful things. Yeah, I agree. Um, a similar situation with my first one-on-one -on -one coach, the same thing happened that I realized that she helped me to realize that I, the things that I was going through, I was going through for reasons so that I could help someone else. And the mm -hmm. funny thing is, is that it's so funny now that I look back and like each time I go through something um, and I might even feel like it's kind of hard at the time. And I'm like, Oh, what's going to happen next? I go through whatever I go through. And then it's funny that a client ends up going through something completely similar or almost identical. Like, and I'm like, I just went through this and now I can help you because I know how I did it. And so that makes so much sense. And, um, another thing that you said that, you know, 
in this coaching world, yes, we learn, we're learning from other people and, uh, and other, you know, the, some of the same books or the same podcast or whatever. But the thing is that I had to realize too, is that even though we're all sometimes regurgitating some of the same information, but we're regurgitating it in our own way. Somebody, if I said, and I'm teaching something and you're teaching the same thing, there are people that are going to resonate with you and people that are going to resonate with me and we're teaching the same thing. So to me, that's the beauty of this. Like we, we can teach the same things in our own way. And the people that are meant to work with us will work with us. Absolutely. And I will add to that because one of the things that I know I struggled with and it's taken me even now today, I'm still working through this is, is that you have to teach the things that you're learning in a way that's 100% authentic to who you are. So you need to show up authentically. You need to like say the things that you would say and not try and be like somebody else because that's the thing. The people who are going to, that you're going to find your audience by being authentically you because they're going to be attracted to who you are. Like I'm kind of goofy. I say kind of stupid things sometimes like grammatically I am, you read my blog, like, you know, I got commas in the wrong places and all the things. Right. But there's an audience that's looking for guidance from somebody like me because they're similar to me. You know what I mean? But if I tried to show up like Mindy every day, it's not going to be, they're going to, they're going to feel that. And there's not going to be like, they're just, you can feel that sort of, um, that fakeness, you know what I mean? So you definitely have to show up in your own way and say the things that you've learned through your own voice. 100%. And you know, I think there is power in like, I have clients who will say, well, I don't know what to say when I get, you know, let's say a live video or Instagram stories Mm -hmm. or whatever, or I don't know how to, like, I feel like I don't have anything to share or whatever. And I say, well, whatever you're going through or whatever you went through, that's your own personal experience. And you can talk about that because mm-hmm. people, there are people out there, like you said, who are waiting for you to mm-hmm. say what you have to say and share and be vulnerable and be authentic. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like there are days that, and, and the thing is, it's like, I used to have this, like, um, this fear around showing up with like. 100 like I would show up 90% myself mm-hmm. but then like only for the fact that like I would be saying that everything that was me but I might only do it when I'm in a space where I don't have laundry behind me or yeah. I don't have like I have makeup on and I have my hair done and I'm like hello no homegirl showing up on Instagram stories <laughs> with hair up and a ponytail and no makeup like it doesn't matter because that's we connect with people who are like us yeah and, and that's what they want to see, to be honest. They don't want to see you being perfect. They want to see you with no makeup and your hair in a bun. And they want to see the laundry because the laundry makes them feel better about the fact that they got laundry here <laughs> too, yeah. right? Like, it's like, yeah, it's totally about keeping it real. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it took me a little bit of time. Well, not, I mean, even in like network marketing, I remember really trying to be that perfect person. Yeah. Because everyone else I felt like that I really looked up to at that time, I felt like they were portraying some of those same things that, you know, everything's perfect. Everything's great. I always look this way, like that kind of thing. When in reality, we know that's exhausting. Number one, it's exhausting to try to show up that way. And when I think, and I had to start thinking about too, the people that I follow and the people that I will watch an entire Facebook live or an entire Instagram yeah. rant, who am I watching? And I'm watching the people who are real, who are sitting there 
fresh, like just woke up, hair's crazy, and they're talking on Instagram stories about something that, you know, that they wanted to get off their chest. I listen to all of that because I feel connected to them because they, to me, that's showing they're human. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the things I've had to challenge myself with because I do, I, you know, you can struggle with looking at everybody else's stories and everybody else's posts and being like, Oh, her story was so good. And she got her point out so well. And like, she had the perfect little gifts and things over top of it and all that stuff. And you can kind of look at that stuff and be like, Oh, but mine don't look like that. But one of the things I've challenged myself with lately, because sometimes you can get into that. Cause I can, I've recorded stories many times and been like, re-listening to it going, oh, I don't know if that really sounds like, does that even make sense? And then, and then deleting it and then doing it again, but never being able to get it, you know? And I've had to lately just say, Shana, you are not allowed to re-listen to it. You record it, turn it off, turn off the volume, type over your little things and hit send and put it up on the stories because you'll never get out your messages if you continually try and re-listen to them because you're gonna your judgments of what you're saying are gonna be the worst out of anybody's. Mm -hmm. So don't listen to that shit. Yes, <laughs> I agree. Turn it off, post your little things and 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 send it up because that's the first time you do it is really, especially if you're in that space, you're feeling good, you've got a message, you want to get it out there. That first time you do it is gonna be the best time. So mm -hmm. I've had to challenge myself with that because it does get hard to compare like, and I've had to unfollow people that I love just because I, it wasn't them. It was me like watching their businesses and watching what they were doing and not feeling like enough. Yep. And, you know, having to say, I, I got to lock this out for right now because it's yep. distracting. And no, so one, yeah. 100%. I've had several that I've had to nothing to do with them, everything to do with me. Yep. Same yeah. thing. And it took me a little bit because I felt bad, almost like I felt bad about it, but obviously they don't know that no. I had to mute them. And I just can't see their story because it might have made it either a makes me feel like I'm not doing enough or I'm not worthy enough, or I can't do what they're doing because you know, whatever it is like, and, and I feel like sometimes I would, I would get in this like trap of, I feel like I have to show up all day, every day on yeah. Instagram story, everything that I'm doing. Because if I don't, then I'm not, I'm not going to be, I'm not, they're doing it. So I must have to do it. And then it started to feel like forced. And I, I don't want to be on Instagram story all day long. You know, I'll show up here and there and let you guys know what I'm doing, but I just can't, I, that that's exhausting. Like there's yeah. a life that needs to be lived as well. So, um, and yeah, you have to show up how it feels authentic for you. I mean, consistency is definitely a good thing, but how is that consistency for you? You know, like consistency and some of the people I, I follow they're on every, like at least every hour they're showing at least one or two things on stories. Um, you know, for me, that's just not the way that I, that's not just not the way that I am. And, and, but I still like to be consistent. So my consistency might be showing up three times in a day versus, you know, once an hour, but whatever your consistency is, just keep it because your audience will you'll program them to know what to expect from you. Mm -hmm. So like, I know for, for one of the things that I actually got away from, I got to get back to, but one of the things that I was doing very regularly was Insta storing my coffee making in the morning mm -hmm. and just saying, good morning. And there's my coffee. Well, your audience gets used to seeing that. So that's a consistency thing that you want to kind of keep going because then they they know to expect it. And they like that people like to, um, to, to see things that they know that are familiar and, you know, expecting that, you know, when they jump on Instagram in the morning at some point in their stories, they're going to see Shana's coffee, you know? And so it's, it's trying to figure out what your consistency looks like. Yep.
I agree. I agree. I used, I was showing up for a while doing something where I would do some affirmations and then I would give them the ability to, you know, get, you know, what are your affirmations for today? And I was doing that consistently, consistently, consistently. And then I kind of dropped off from doing that. And even people were like, where, where are, where are those? We missed them. (laughs) Yeah. So definitely showing up, whatever consistent looks like for you. I agree. Find what feels good to you. Don't force it. Don't try to do whatever else is doing. Just do you. Um, But I do want to kind of shift gears a little bit and talk about, um, what you're doing now and how you are coaching female entrepreneurs to set up their business fundamentals. Like, so I know that there's a lot of women listening, um, who are, you know, maybe starting something in the newer phase, um, trying to figure out what that next step is. What is it that you can help with? Like, what is your, what is it that you do with your clients and how can you help, um, what tangible tools can we walk away with today for some strategies in that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So what I realized in building my own coaching business was that that's what I love to do was to show people like, Hey, this is what I did. I started with, you know, creating my social media and then I started with creating my website. And then, so that's basically what I walk my clients through. So when they join, for instance, the group coaching that I have, Um, the dream hustle school, that school teaches them step week by week. Okay. Week one is getting clear clarity. You know, week two, once we get clear on who we are and who we're, who our clients are and who our target markets are, now we need to start setting up the pieces. I feel like it's like a puzzle, you know, and at the end of the 12 weeks, they have the foundation, which is the website. So the plate landing space for their people to check them out, where their courses are being housed. Um, if they've created, the, we, we will work through creating a course if they get to that space in the 12 weeks. Everybody works at a different speed. So some people get that far, some people don't, but we create the opt-in, how to create an email list. Because those are things like, I think the, this day and age, it's like, it's all about social media, like how many followers you have and all that stuff. But we've learned many times, thanks to Instagram cat crashing and Facebook crashing and things that we actually don't own our followers on social media. Like we don't, you know, Instagram at a moment could take away your followers, could take away your account. So those people would be gone in those instances or an email list. I teach my clients to create an email list right out of the gate because those are contacts that you own. You have those emails. And if Instagram and Facebook were to be gone tomorrow, do you have people you could talk to? Mm-hmm. So we, we, those are some of the fundamentals that I help them create in the startup of their business. And those were the things that were taught to me and that have been so powerful in my business. My email list that I've been growing for three years has been where a lot of my revenue has come from because there are people who want to hear from me. They signed up for something that I offered that they were interested in, which means they're ideal clients for me because they were interested in what I was sharing and they like the information that I'm sharing. Yep. Not always are our followers, those people, right? Like we get, I don't know about you, but I get a lot of random different people who follow me sure, um, that sure. are necessarily interested in what I have to offer. Um, so it's just creating those core pieces so that when you launch your business, when you go out there and say, Hey, this is me and I'm doing this, people can go to your website and check you out. They can read your about page. They can see your offer or your opt-in. If you have one, they can check out your social media and they can see exactly what it is that you're, that you're doing. So I help them create those, that space for people to, you know, feel confident when they're launching. Cause I think sometimes people have the ideas for these businesses, but they don't know the technical pieces that they need to have in place in order to be able to have that good foundation. Yeah. And so would you feel like out of all of those pieces, an email opt-in and creating an email list is one of the most been like the most crucial 
Well, I think it has the most value yeah. because, because there's so many things that, that having an opt-in and an email list will do for you. So an opt-in, when you create an opt-in, you create it, I teach them to create it based on the needs, obviously, of your ideal clients. So what are they suffering from? What are their problems? What are their issues? And what is one of those things that they're suffering from that you could give them some quick tips on how to yeah. get past that, a quick win. And when they see that opt-in and, um, and they opt in for it, one, it's showing you that they're interested in what it is that you have to offer. Two, that person is getting a taste of your coaching, your training, the information that you're sharing. And if it's good, they're going to want to stick around. Two, they're most likely going to find your social media channels. Uh, and, and maybe they found your opt-in through your social media, but if they didn't follow you and they liked your opt-in, I guarantee you they're going to come back and follow you because they're going to like sure. what you're saying. And now you've captured their email address. And email is not dead. Email is actually really, really important. Any launches that I've done for programs and products, it's been my email list that has really had the most, um, I've had the most success with. Um, and so, but the thing is, is that people don't give emails they don't give them away as easily as they used to, right? Like emails are almost like a currency. Nobody wants their inbox full of crap they're not reading. So you have to make sure that that opt-in is juicy and gives them a quick win and gives them something that they can implement right away. So that's what I teach them how to create that, how to concept that, and then how to use, like I'm a big fan of Canva. Mm -hmm. I teach my, my students to use Canva because I like to empower them to be able to do things on their own and not have to always hire everything out. Because a lot of people who start their businesses don't have, you know, $15,000 sitting in the bank to hire people to do all of these things. Right. So I really like to teach people how and empower them how to do these things on their own. And so how to create that, how to set up the landing page, how to set up the email list. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's one of the most important tools to start with. And that's how what I was taught. But you do need to have the social media platform in place right. to be able to share with everybody that, Hey, I got this opt-in thing. I've got this free offer, this free training, this free, whatever, come and come and get it. So they kind of go hand in hand, but I would say, yeah, it's one of the more important pieces. Yeah. Um, also quick question as far as the listeners who are like, okay, they started building their email list or maybe they already have an email list or they have a small email list, whatever it is, or they wanted to create an opt-in. So whenever you have an email list, what is your, because we, I know that I, you know, I'm on tons of email lists that I've signed up for and, you know, you have those, those that you feel like you get an email every single day. Yeah. What is your sweet spot when you feel like sending, you don't want to send too much, but you don't want to yeah. not send enough that they forget that they're on your list. They, you want them to want to read it. But at the same time, you know, if you get an email every single day, you're probably at some point going to drop off and quit reading. Yeah. So what's your advice on that? Yeah. And I, my advice is based on how I actually function in my own inbox. So I do much like you, I've signed up for a lot of things. I have a lot of emails coming in and I find the emails that I enjoy the most are the ones that are like conversations. Mm -hmm. So like, like, Hey, this is what happened to me today, or this is what happened in my business. And I want to share this with you because it's going to help you mm -hmm. like where it's like, they're sharing a story or something that's happened to them. Not just like a, I don't know, like a sales pitch every time. I mean, obviously we know that that's not great. Um, another thing that I like to do in my emails is like a, a once a week kind of, Hey, this is what you may have missed this week. And like, here's what I talked about on my podcast. Here's what I did on IGTV this week. You know, here's what I wrote on my blog in case you missed it. Here's some quick, easy access to find this information. So the value added stuff, but always still creating a conversation. Like I'm always 
trying to in my emails and I'll be the first one to say consistency is something that I absolutely need to work on. Yeah. I'm great at teaching it, but some days I'm like, Oh crap, I didn't get my email out this week. Um, but the consistency is definitely key, but it's creating the conversation. Like I'm always trying to say like, you know, Hey, how do you feel about this? You know, send me a message, like reply to this message. It literally does go straight to my inbox. Like let's talk about this and encourage your list to, to talk back with you because the thing is, is they don't, they, they get so many emails in their inbox. So to know that when you're sending an email that you actually care and you want to create conversation with them, I think that's taken it to an, a new level of email because I will get people who message me back and go, Oh my God, this was so helpful for me today. Thanks so, so much for sending that. And when I send the reply back that says, Hey, I'm so glad you like that. Like, tell me, you know, how are things going? Like, they're like, Whoa, like you're real. You know, it's not just an autoresponder kind of thing. Right. So I would say like for me, I, I'm, I, I try and be once a week. And then if I'm in launch mode, of course, there's, there's obviously more emails. Um, but once or twice a week is what I do personally. But I, I know that there are people who get a lot of great success by, by emailing every day. Mm -hmm. uh, it also depends too. Like I, in my, in my um, business, if you opt in for my, my right now, I have a free opt-in to teach people how to use IGTV. Cause I think that's like a total hot tool right now. Yeah. Um, and you'll get a string of emails from me that say, Hey, how's it going? Have you done your first video yet? Like, tell me how it's going. Is there, what obstacles do you find that you're having right now? And yes, that's automated, but even I'm still, I am still really curious about those things. Right. right. So, um, so there are some, sometimes when you opt in for something, yeah, there'll be probably four emails in a week. And then after that, it's kind of on a weekly basis, depending on what they're signing up for. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Makes total sense. Now, uh, you said something that I want to touch on because IGTV is something that I'm going to be very honest with you. I have not tackled. Okay. Um, we so need to talk about that. <laughs> let's talk about IGTV. Yes. Um, I will say that like, uh, Facebook, I, I think it was probably also because of network marketing, I got super comfortable being on Facebook and Facebook lives and doing all of that. And then Instagram came along where there was Instagram lives and I don't go live on Instagram like I have done on Facebook. Um, so that needs to obviously happen, but IGTV is one that I just have not, and I know there's so much value I could add there. Mm -hmm. Yes. But I don't know where to start. So can you yes. help me yeah. obviously here, but the listeners as well, like what's the power yeah. in IGTV? I love it. So let's go back to Facebook live. So when I started my business, Facebook live was brand new. And so I was doing a lot of Facebook lives, much like everybody else, like four years ago, because it was new. Um, it was getting a lot of, uh, organic reach because in Facebook was like, we want you to use this tool. Video is where things are going. Yep. And so I grew my business, you know, my Facebook page at that point, you know, I grew it to 16,000 followers by doing Facebook lives and people sharing them and tagging people and saying all those right things. Right. And so that was the hot tool at the time. Well, this is what I feel about Instagram TV right now is because Instagram TV. So Facebook lives, first of all, they stay, they're on your profile forever, right? Until you delete right. them. Instagram lives don't do that. They leave, they're gone in 24 hours mm -hmm. unless you save them, you can save them and then you can upload them to IGTV. But IGTV right now, because this space of social media is, is driving hard towards video. So video is one of those things that if you're not comfortable videoing, 
you know, especially if you're not comfortable live, but you need to get comfortable being in front of the camera, first of all, because that's where it's going. If you want to get your message out to the world, you've got to be comfortable getting in front of the camera and speaking. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing is with Instagram TV is that you record the video without being live and gotcha. then you upload it to Instagram TV. So you can take a couple takes if you want to rewatch it. You can before you upload it, although I'm not going to recommend that because you'll never get it uploaded. Right. Um, and so, um, it is, it's, 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 you're basically creating a video library of content for people and that's there as long as your account is there. Um, so that's the one thing you, you can record it without being live. So I think that takes a lot of the fears and pressures off people that they can record these things without having to um, be in a live space. Um, the other thing, the other reason why you want to start using this is because Instagram T Instagram wants you to use Instagram TV. So I, when I was started my first Instagram videos, IGTV videos way back, like a year ago when it started, I was getting maybe a hundred views, maybe like no more than a hundred views. Every time I'd upload a video on average right now, I'm getting about 700 views. So it has increased by like 700% for me as far as video views, because Instagram TV has done a few things. One, they're giving them or more organic reach. Two, you can share your IGTV preview into your profile, which means now it's showing up into your feed, into yep. the feed of other people. And you can also share your IGTV into your stories. It does like a little snapshot of your IGTV into your stories where people can click on it and it takes you right to the IGTV video. So the um, exposure of your content is increased tenfold because of these new features and because Instagram wants you to use this platform. So much like Facebook wanted us to use Facebook live and just like push it out there. Right. IGTV is in that same space right now. And that's why I created the guide. I've got a guide called become an IGTV superstar. And I teach you step-by-step step how to, how to one install the platform, what kind of, um, hardware I use to set up my phone. Um, I give you how to create your videos, the content, the beginning, the middle, the end, um, how to use, how to make the little covers for the video. I teach you how to do all of those things and how to upload it. Um, because I, people need to start using this tool. And I think the reason people don't use it much, like you said, is I just don't, I just haven't explored it yet. I don't know how. Yeah. And so that's why I created that tool and you can well, get that at chainrecord.com. It's well, I, I need to go grab <laughs> it right now. Today. Yeah. So we definitely, um, I learned something new and it's something that I've been like, it's on the list, but then every day it's like one of those things that like gets moved down the list, you know, one mm -hmm. of those. So yeah. well, I'll get to that. So, but I have started to see the power in it and people doing it more and more and more. And there was a time where I thought it's really, I, I, at one point I was just telling myself, no, it's just going to go away. It's probably going to go away. I don't need to get into it. But the more I'm seeing it, I'm like, okay. And I'm starting to even watching before yeah. I never even watched. I thought, I don't even know what this is. I'm not going to watch it right now. But now I'm watching people's IGTVs and is the max 10 minutes. Is that right? Yeah, it is okay. 10 minutes. Although I have seen accounts that have videos that are longer and I'm not sure why they're getting longer videos. So I'm not sure if it's a follower thing or, uh, you know, sometimes Instagram will release a, you know, a beta test for a certain amount of people. So it may be one of those two things, but for, for most common Instagram people, right. it's 10 minutes. Okay. Um, I love that too, because I can sometimes get off on tangents on things and, and a video could you know easily be 10 minutes, but the way that I ramble on, it could, my videos end up being 20. Yeah. So I like that I have to get my point across within 10 minutes. 
um, which is helpful because, you know, people's attention span. I mean, if you get somebody to watch a video for 10 minutes, you're doing really good. Mm-hmm. You're doing really good. For sure. Okay. I'm on it. We're going yeah. to go download it. Like I, you know, I say to people like, and you don't, technically you can use the IGTV through the Instagram app, but I okay. do have the IGTV app as well. I'm not sure if you have to have both. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you can access IGTV on its own within Instagram, but still I would get, I would still get the app. But think of it like this, you know, when YouTube first came out, whatever year that was, wouldn't you love to have started a YouTube channel and been yes. like one of the first doing all the videos on YouTube, right? So think of Instagram TV in the same kind of way. Like I want to have a huge library of videos because this, this is the thing. This is where it's going. Instagram, they dictate what they want us to use and this is what they want. So if we want to be a player in this space, we got to conform to the things that they're doing. Uh, But I will say like, you've got to make those videos interesting. You've got to be on point. You've got to get your message out clear. You've got to tell them what you're wanting to say within the first minute, like what your point is. You've got to be animated. You've got to be yourself. Keep it interesting. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Okay. I'm going to get on that. We're going to do it. And I will let you know in my video. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So, um, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your expertise in this. I really, really appreciate it. Um, I do want to, first of all, wrap things up with three random questions to kind of shift our minds somewhere else. So first question is what is your favorite word? Oh, my favorite word right now is trust. Mm. I actually have a, um, this is called my intent. It's a bracelet that it's like a little washer. I don't know if you've heard of these before. Um, and we, at this mastermind that I was just a part of, um, we, he brought the founder in for this company and talked all about our word. And, uh, for me it was trust. And that was because I sometimes have trouble trusting my instincts and trusting myself that I, you know, I know what I'm doing, right? Like sometimes you second guess yourself. So this is a reminder for me every day to just trust myself and just put my shit out there because it's good. (laughs) Absolutely. That's my word right now. I love it. And next question is what is your favorite sound? Ooh, my favorite sound. It's definitely not my dog licking his Pause. <laughs> worst sound in the world. Um, I think my favorite sound is my when my kids are laughing, especially my teenagers. Like having the teens, like because they don't necessarily like each other. I have a, a boy right. and a girl teenager, and when they're like getting along and kind of laughing and the, the chitter chatter that goes on when they're cleaning up in the kitchen, like that's my favorite mm. sound. Is listening to them just just being and and liking each other. Yeah. I love it. And last question is bedroom, car, or your desk. What do you make sure is cleaned first? Ooh, um, definitely not my desk. You can't, yeah, that's definitely not. I think my bedroom, like my husband and I are very big on making sure the bed is made. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I have to say I'm not the greatest with my laundry. Um, it tends to be in piles in places, but I definitely like to walk into my room and seeing the bed nicely made and flat. Um, my yeah. car, I also kind of like that clean too, but I tend to be the one who has the garbage in the side doors. Me too. Oh, it's so bad. It, yeah. Like, and every once in a while I snap and then I'm like, ah, and I'm like cleaning everything out. I'm like, get rid of, thing, get rid of this. Piece. Yes. Sort of That's so funny. My husband's truck is always perfectly clean. It's always immaculate. He's very, um, 
very OCD when it comes to that kind of stuff. And he makes the bed every morning. So luckily that's great. But my car and he, he just hates when I put trash in those side things too. And I, he's like, why do you do that? I'm like, why else would it be there? That's what it's for in my opinion. That's like, what it's for for me too. Yes. It's, it's just right there. It's better than throwing it in the floorboard. It's all in one space. You just yep. put up and throw it in the trash. Yeah. You get and usually I'll bring a couple bags out, like grocery bags and just tuck yeah. them in. So every once in a while I can pull one of those out and just fill it all up with the yes. garbage and then it's clean again. Absolutely. I yeah. love it. So oh. last thing, can you just let the listeners know where they can find you, how they can get in? We'll put it all in the show notes as well, but what is the best way for them to find you and get in your energy? Hi. Yeah, well, absolutely. So on Instagram, it's at Shana Recker and it's S-H-A-N-A-R-E-C-K-E-R. Um, on, on, on the web, it's shanarecker.com and that's where you'll find the Instagram TV downloads. So you can grab that while you're there. Um, and Facebook, uh, it's my Facebook business page is dream hustle with Shana Recker. Um, and I actually have a free Facebook group as well called the online entrepreneurs club. Mm -hmm. Um, so you can find me there too, where I just, I do tips and advice and things. I do free coaching Fridays where I, you know, ask questions and they can get answered on Fridays on my live. So awesome. lots of spaces you can have fun and, and hang out with me. So awesome. this is amazing. Thank Yay. you so much. I'm well, glad I was able to teach you something today. Yes, you did. And I'm so excited. I'm going right now to shanarecker.com and downloading that IGTV. Okay, and tag me in the comments. I want to be able to comment on your video. Oh, I will. I will. When that gets done, it's going to happen. I mean, I am going to do a little bit better than this. Yeah. <laughs> I am going to actually fix my hair for this one. But um, anyway, so thank you so much for being here. And thank you for having me. Yes. And those of you listening, I will see you in the next episode.